Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex Beatsman, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Saturday, January the 7th. It is Ian Cameron, and we have uh, welcoming to the, the Ice Guys show for the first time. He's going to become a relatively frequent contributor on the show uh, moving forward. Uh, happy to have Kevin Beach joining us here. Follow him on Twitter. I don't even know if he uses the Twitter anymore uh, that he's got, but we uh, put the uh, account there, linked it to him. Uh, when we posted the link for the show, but you can follow him on Twitter at Beachbody. It's a pretty good Twitter handle, if you ask me. Uh, but Kevin, great to have you on this show. Former pro goalie for, I think, upwards of 13 years, if I'm not mistaken. You played a yeah, long time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, good to have you with us. How are you? Great, Ian. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, hoping to be on here a little uh, regularly in the future, uh, depending where I have my car parked at the time. But uh, yeah, no, just just getting set up in Nashville here and... Uh, yeah, so uh, excited to be on the show. Yeah, and you know things are bad at the apartment when the uh, Wi-Fi signal and connection is a little bit better in the traveling road office in his vehicle there compared. Hey, I to love the I love a good uh, love a good road office, so uh, that's uh, pretty regular for me. Exactly, and in a lot of cases, knowing those apartment buildings, you sometimes hear random screams and cries for help, and just uh, banging and pounding from you know who knows who's doing it and where, but you hear it in those apartments. I know because I visit people, friends of mine in the apartment buildings, and they always say we hear these random noises half the time. So sometimes you get a little peace, yeah, quiet, and tranquility out there. I'm sure the, the band, the band above me, was practicing today, so uh, had, to, <laughs> yeah. had to get out of there. So. had to get the hell out. I had to do some yeah, thinking. Yeah. I had to break down all these player props. I needed to focus, needed some solitude uh, in yeah. doing so. Uh, it's control, the, control the audio space. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, let's uh, talk about the uh, career a little bit first. First time on the show. This is the only time we'll do it. So, okay. you know, this is your chance here to talk about what you did 13 years playing a pro uh, as a goaltender. AHL, Central Hockey League, over in Europe for many years. We're never going to visit this subject again. So everything you want to pump up your tires and make it look like this grand career, this is your one shot to do it, Kevin. Don't fuck it up. Try not to drop the ball. Um, <laughs> I had pr pretty impressive you're able to track all the different leagues and uh, teams I was, I was playing for there. But uh, Elite prospect, guys, my friend. That's how it's done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I was what you would uh, call a journeyman. So um, saw a lot of different places, uh, kept it moving, uh, started in the OHL. Uh, great place to play, Sudbury, Ontario, just a, a fishbowl of a hockey market there. So had a great time playing there. Um, had a couple seasons where I was playing over over 60 games a year. So really, uh, really got used quite a bit there, but uh, loved that time. Um, played with a lot of. A lot of great players there who, you know, have had awesome NHL careers. So had a lot of fun tracking their careers. That's that's kind of where I stopped being a, a fan of teams and just uh, more and more players and, and tracking guys I know. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I had my cup of coffee in the American League. Um, you know, still still remember my agent telling me I'm going right from the OHL to the, uh, the AHL. And uh, I remember asking, like, are you sure? Like, should I go somewhere else first to – Kind of work my way up, but uh, yeah, I had a cup of coffee there, and then just started the uh, the, the circus of bouncing around everywhere. 
That sounds like the sound. That sounds like the response to his agent of a guy that says, "Oh, you're sending me to the AHL right from the OHL. Holy shit, I'm fucked." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember getting there a little for practice though. Those uh, those guys could shoot the puck. Um, so I remember even our, our fighter uh, Mitch Fritz. Um, if you remember him, like huge, huge guy. Oh, yeah. He would come down. He he had the best shot I've ever seen of anyone. And in practice, I didn't know much about the league. Like he. He never missed. He would he would come down, hash marks, far down every time, like snapshot. And I was thinking, I was like, this guy, he must score 50. Like he's unbelievable. And first couple of games, he doesn't get on the ice and we're we're losing games. I'm like, coach, like put put our top score on, you know, like why don't you put him on? Yeah, he's a depth forward. Forcer Mitch Fritz. I remember (laughs) our Ice Guardian. Anybody watch that great documentary, Ice Guardians? He was actually in that. So yeah, he finally, he finally got a shift. You look silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He finally got a shift and uh, went out and just pummeled a guy, like two punched a guy. I was like, oh, he's our fighter. So, uh, yeah, but you just learn how, how good the guys can shoot at every level you move up. And, uh, yeah, but definitely had a great experience there in, in the in Tampa Bay system. Yeah, no doubt. And a lot of years in Europe, too, uh, you know, different countries. Uh, that must have been fun, all the countries going from Germany. Yeah, so. So I went to France, uh, the, the one of the lockouts there. Um, I was supposed to be heading uh, to Reading in the in the coast. And about three days before, a buddy messaged me and said, hey, we just fired our goalie. Uh, in, we're in Paris, living in Paris. And do you want to come in? And with, I probably wouldn't have done it, but with the lockout, uh, like at that time, I thought, you know, I still had the NHL dream, still chasing that. And with the lockout coming in, I just said, you know, we're going to get bounced around. Uh, he's living in Paris, France. I'm going to go do it. Uh, I'm glad I did it, but I remember after going there, it was tough to get out of that league because everywhere else in the world was like, you're playing in France. Like there's hockey there. Like, what were you doing? Like, were you, did you like teams actually in Germany asked me that? Like, did you not like hockey? Were you on drugs? Like, what were you doing that year? And I was like, no, I was living in Paris, France. Like, you know, we had six NHL draft picks on our team. Like it was, it was decent hockey. It was good hockey. And uh, it was just funny how it was so it was not respected in, in with other countries uh, after trying to move from France. But I think they would have preferred I I took a year off and, and didn't play in France, which was pretty funny. But it was it was good hockey there. I enjoyed it. And uh, the city of Paris was was pretty awesome. I guess there are times when you're wondering where this journey's taking you when people are wondering if you're fucking nuts for playing in France. But uh, that's I would, definitely... I'd say the moment the moment that got me is. Uh, there, there was a goal called and it didn't cross the line. Like clearly didn't cross the line. And I turned around to like, look at the goal judge, get some help. And there was just like a five-year-old kid. There's no goal judge. There's just a five-year-old kid behind playing those Pokemons on the boards. And I'm like, okay, like this is, I don't think I'm on the trend to make the NHL anymore. I think, uh, I think I missed that shot. So that was kind of my moment. And uh, obviously you're doing some coaching now is that you're trying to get into coaching at least a little bit here. I think you've been out, out of the game, what, for four or five years now, and you've been trying to get involved in some of that, right? Yeah, this is my, my third year being out. Um, do, do a lot of coaching actually in uh, Toronto and Ottawa area with, uh, with pro goaltending. Um, and then uh, I'm working on, working on the process of uh, getting a visa and, and doing some coaching down here in, in Nashville. All right. So, awesome. And that's why you've still, moved there. Still, uh, still keeping it moving. Yeah. 
You know what I find? I find that Nashville in, you know, I'd say 30 years, 40 years from now, when all these people, hockey players that have either currently playing there have moved there, former players that have retired have moved there. There's going to be have to build, build these senior homes, these senior citizens homes, but they're all going to be former hockey players because there's so many fucking many of them down there in Nashville. They'll all be yeah. you know, wheeling out their old uh, wheelchairs and their old walkers and they'll be saying, oh, remember the day we played for the Penguins or we played down there in the AHL? I mean, that's what it's going to be. They're going to have to build senior homes and they'll there's gonna be so many former hockey players 80 years old like 40 years from now they're all moving to nashville it's incredible how many people i've talked yeah, to how many there's, there's a, on the show. they're making their home in nashville now yeah it's be, it's becoming a hockey hockey hub for sure uh there's already a group pretty awesome uh alumni group that skates here uh, a couple times a week and uh yeah like like yeah it's it's a spot guys want to live so uh it's the same reason i'm trying to trying to get here full time yeah, exactly. So uh, we wish you well, obviously, down there in Nashville. Of course, he's originally from Ontario here, same uh, close uh, and played here, Brantford, down the road from me here uh, in Hamilton for a, for a bit as well. But uh, we wish yeah, you well had, in Nashville. Uh, had Wayne's, had Wayne's uh, dad, Walter, as my coach when I was nine, yeah. actually. So Everybody's uh, favorite hockey dad, rest yeah. in peace, of course, yeah. uh, Walter uh, Gretzky. It's unbelievable how many kids' lives he influenced no doubt. And uh, just out of generosity and wanting to further the game for the next generations. Uh, incredible stuff from the great one's father, the legendary Walter Gretzky. I'd say he's just as legendary as Wayne, to be quite honest with you. I've always said that with just what he did for youth hockey, uh, in uh, especially in Ontario, no question. He always made time to go see the kids play uh, at various uh, venues, just outstanding stuff. Um, let's talk about the betting side of things because you're an avid NHL better. I know that for a fact because we've been texting back and forth and you've been just trying so hard to get this thing situated down there in Nashville where, you know, you used to be in Ontario. You can't access your old accounts in the Ontario books. They've locked you out. You're trying to find places to plunk down your bets, plunk down your wagers. Now that you're in Nashville, you've had other people placing bets for you, you know, like runners, if you will, uh, essentially putting shit in for you, uh, your own wagers. And that's always, you know, a bit of an ordeal, but I think, from the sounds of things, you've got things sorted out and you're just about good to go and ready to fire on a daily basis. We're back. We're back rolling there. And that, that was the big hold up on uh, getting me on the show is uh, just figuring all that out. But uh, yeah, it's uh, for, for how big it's becoming just in general. It's uh, it's still just when you cross state lines and, and province lines and it's, uh, it's it's crazy how big of a difference it makes when you just can't can access uh, your account you're usually using in your, your hometown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, the good news is we've uh, Kevin's found his way uh, to the promised land, hopefully, uh, and he's been able to uh, pl- pl- uh, get those bets uh, placed, uh, get uh, get those bets down on a daily uh, basis, and uh, good to see that. And Kevin, again, will be on this show uh, a bunch of times moving forward. So, And the great thing about Kevin being on the show is – He's someone that really, really, uh, he'll, he'll look at sides and totals, but he really focuses on the player prop uh, aspect of it. We've always had people that watch the show and listen to the show. They want even more player prop discussion than even I provide because most of the player props I bet are goal props, point props. I don't do much with shots on goal necessarily. Uh, in the, and it's not like I ignore it, but it's just I find that, you know, I just go for the the, the value bets and look for the, you know, the plus prices with goal scorer props. And I look at situations with that, but uh, tell everybody about the uh, style of NHL better you are and what type of bets you like the most. Yeah, I think I got into it through, through just fantasy leagues and uh, just, just being pretty good at the fantasy leagues, finding trends and players, uh, you know, 
you know, grabbing guys before before other guys do. And I think that's where it kind of started. And that kind of just led in when I did get into the betting. Uh, it was more of a prop style and just just knowing the players a little better and uh, and finding those trends. So that's usually, usually the thing I'm looking at is uh, uh, actually lately I've been getting into actually the, the, the no points as far as guys kind of going cold uh, who were hot before. That's kind of what I've been liking lately. Uh, but before that, I was usually I was pretty big on shots, um, seeing guys kind of get moved up in the lineup. Uh, but sometimes I see I see a thing here and there with with teams, but usually I, I'm uh, foc- focusing on players and, and trying to get ahead of those trends. Yeah, exactly. And I've talked about that kind of thing on this show repeatedly with goal score props. It's just finding those players going up the lineup. How many games have we capitalized on Michael Amadio for the Vegas Golden Knights? Finally, didn't score the other night against Pittsburgh, but boy, oh boy, since he got up to the top line playing with Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson, he had what five goals in six games. And every game you're seeing books hang a plus 400 and a plus 500 uh, on him to score a goal. It's just those classic fucking great situations you want to take advantage of because they don't price it properly ever. And I think you could say probably the same thing about shots on goal and other prop markets as well for players that are going up the line, a fourth line to second line or fourth line to first line or third line to first or second line. So those are great situations to take advantage of. Uh, we'll get into the Saturday card because it's a big one. We got a lot of games, but let's just some overall thoughts on the season so far uh, from your standpoint, Kevin, with the NHL teams and players, anything you want to talk about teams that have impressed you teams that have disappointed you players that have either impressed you or disappointed you things that you've used from a betting standpoint that you've had success with so far this season, uh, whatever you want to talk about in those uh, categories, go for it. I think obviously New Jersey was a big, uh, big surprise. I think they're, they're cooling off and kind of coming, coming back to earth here. Um, I think some teams are kind of tracking them down now in this race. So it'll be interesting to see if they can, they can hang in there. Um, one of the, one of the teams I'm hoping can track them down is, is the Panthers who are way back. Uh, I kind of got a, a big parlay bet with some teams to all make the playoffs and, and the one, the two teams kind of lingering are, uh, Pitt, Pittsburgh and Florida. So those are the teams Both uh, slumping. Yeah. They need to get going. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's a big bet for me. I think it's like a eight or nine or ten team kind of parlay to make playoffs. So that's that's the Florida's the team I want to kind of get the uh, kick in the pants here. Um, so they they've been a disappointing one for me. I thought I thought they would eclipse that that hundred point mark at least for sure. Um, a guy who's impressed me though, I watched a few games like uh, Matthew Kachuk. I, I didn't realize how good of a playmaker he was. Uh, that guy is. High high end hockey sense. Um, when that trade was first made by Florida, I kind of didn't didn't get it. It hasn't really worked out for either team right now. Although I think Calgary did what they had to do. Um, so like credit to them. But um, well, they had to get an asset back for sure. Exactly. For exactly. And that's why they yeah. So, exactly. That's why they made that so trade. I, at the time, I didn't think it was right to move for Florida, but now kind of seeing uh, Matthew play a little more, I think. Uh, I think it could actually be a good move for them uh, next couple of years and, and uh, you know, bring in everything he has with that, you know, the, the skill, the, uh, you know, the kind of the grit and then like the, the high end playmaking high, hockey sense that he does have. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Matthew Kachuk, again, as uh, someone that I think continuously, you know, has been evolving offensively. We always know he's had that agitating quality to him where he just gets under the opponent's skin but uh no no yeah. doubt with uh, florida new york, new york rangers another team that's kind of 
been a little bit underwhelming as far as uh, what I what I kind of hoped for, but uh, I'm hoping for a big second half for them as well. They've definitely played better lately, the, and it's a great segue, actually. Uh, perfect segue because they're going to be the first uh, game on the uh, Saturday slate that we will uh, talk about here coming up. We've got nine games uh, in the, the NHL, uh, and we will begin right now with the Rangers and the Devils. This one is starting at the top of the hour, uh, 1 o'clock p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, noon Central uh, in Nashville, where Kevin is. So just make sure you're aware of the start time here. Uh, New Jersey, minus 125 home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Devils have obviously, as you mentioned, they've come back down to earth big time, uh, just three and seven uh, in their last 10 games. Uh, and uh, we'll see if they can uh, bounce back here from their latest loss, 5-3 uh, against the St. Louis Blues uh, on uh, Thursday. We'll see if they bounce back from that here tonight against the uh, New York Rangers, uh, who have won three straight games, beating Florida, a nice win against Carolina, snapping Carolina's 11-game win streak. Uh, beating the Hurricanes earlier this week, 5-3. to three. Very impressive because Carolina was playing the Rangers for the first time since the Rangers knocked them out in the playoffs last year. And still Carolina was able to get that win. And then the Rangers followed it up with a 4-1 win over the Montreal Canadiens. We've basically been calling them, Kevin, the Laval Rocket on this show, Montreal, yeah, for the last several weeks. Because of the blue line issues, they just don't have an NHL caliber blue line right now with all the injuries and just how much youth and inexperience there is right now for Montreal on defense. Uh, the Rangers took advantage of that, like most teams have uh, lately. Uh, New Jersey, you know, not playing great. And I don't know if Lindy Ruff did this with a purpose, but he, he was basically really, really calling out Dougie Hamilton after the last game. Uh, his quotes regarding Dougie Hamilton were something that's like, you got to be better than that if you're not going to score and you're not going to be uh, physical and 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 take over on the defensive side of the ice. He, you shouldn't be playing like he was really. Uh, he was agitated after that St. Louis game, uh, Lindy Ruff. I don't know if that's a coach that's feeling some pressure now because they, the the crowd was chanting for you to be fired early in the season. Then you had on that incredible run, and then you've been slumping again lately. You're starting to feel that pressure again. But it was just weird to see hear him go after Dougie Hamilton like that, you know, and so you know publicly. Uh, so how does Dougie Hamilton respond? Does he take it in, in a positive light and play a strong game today, for instance? Or is that like, hey, you know, I'm not the only person that, to blame for the fucking problems here. What the hell's your problem, coach? You know, it could go either way right now with how he handles that. But I definitely like the Rangers a little bit here, plus 105. Uh, it is in this matchup. Shesterkin's been confirmed in net for them. They do have a couple of injuries. Ryan Lindgren on the blue line is day-to-day uh, for them. That's the main one. Uh, it looks like for New Jersey, we don't have a goalie confirmed yet, but we, we have to assume uh, that it's going to be Vitek Vanacek for the uh, Devils uh, in this game. Uh, I definitely think the Rangers are the side I'd look at, especially with them being uh, an underdog here at the plus 105 price uh, against New Jersey. It's worth noting they beat New Jersey 4-3 in overtime last time uh, these two teams played. Uh, what do you think here, Kevin? Your first game breakdown here ever on the Ice Guys show. So what do you got, Rangers-Devils? Yeah, that last uh, Rangers win against uh, the Devils there, 4-3, actually hit on the the over, the 2.5. Although the Rangers, I think, scored a couple late to kind of get it done in the third. Um, this is another one, though, I'm going to stay. I think the Rangers are the, the hotter team right now. Uh, the Devils, I just find, are, are kind of slipping from that high. Um, I'm liking either – so here I'm actually staying away from players, as you mentioned, kind of Hamilton getting called out, but – as you said, it can go both ways when it happens. You know, they they can lay a dud or the team can kind of respond. But 
I think the better team right now is just the Rangers. So I like that, the 2.5, the over on the, the team total. Um, and I also like just the plus money on the on the Rangers win. I think that's uh, that's pretty good value here when they are the better team right now, the last, definitely the last 10, 15 games. All right, so that's a – you know what? I've been recommending that on the show a lot this season where if you like a team, you can split it between the team total and the money line, or you can just bet the team total. But I think the team total being part of the equation is not a bad way to go. And, again, a team total here for the Rangers. you got to lay some juice on it, but still uh, minus 160 or so on the uh, over 2.5 for the uh, Rangers. Uh, I think that's probably worth a look here. And, yeah, plus 105, I like the uh, money line here with uh, the Rangers to uh, get the job done in this one. You know, as far as the uh, prop market goes in uh, this game, uh, when you look at who's uh, – Jesper Bratt, you know, has been pretty consistent lately uh, for New Jersey. He's been better uh, in recent games, and it seems like he's the one that's been uh, going a little bit more. And Jack Hughes, it goes without saying, but, you know, Jack Hughes is well-priced every single a game, but he continues to be just sensational for the Devils. Was he up to 25 goals now uh, for the uh, Devils? I mean, he's gotten himself somewhat in the Rocket Richard race right now, believe it or not. Yeah. He's not totally out of that right now. Uh, he's only a handful of goals behind the leaders. Ovechkin, Tage Thompson from Buffalo, and of course, Connor McDavid for Edmonton. So don't count him out yet. Uh, Jack Hughes, he's been obviously terrific uh, for the uh, Devils. All right, Carolina and Columbus. Uh, next up here, we've got uh, Carolina minus 340 uh, road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Carolina coming off that setback against Nashville where, I mean, you have 67 fucking shots on goal. You're supposed to win the game. Uh, you, you probably feel like, hey, we're going to win that game nine times out of 10. Well, Thursday night was the one time out of 10 they did not win with 67 shots on goal. I mean, UC Soros was absolutely brilliant in that was I think one of the best probably the best goaltending performance I've seen uh, all season in the NHL uh, that's now two losses in a row for the uh, Hurricanes uh, cooling off after that uh, 11 game win streak uh, they will look to bounce back here against Columbus they probably should I mean they've got the right team uh, here to get back on track they got to go on the road to win this game obviously instead of at home but they should be able to take care of business they've uh, beaten Columbus by the way uh, in uh, looks like seven of the last eight games. Yeah, seven and one uh, Carolina head-to-head -head against Columbus in the last eight head-to-head -head meetings. And the last two games in Columbus between these two teams were 7-4 and 5-1 victories for the Carolina Hurricanes. So they've fared very well here. 12 goals scored uh, in those uh, two games combined. High total, uh, high juice, I should say, with the team total. But I like the Carolina team total over three and a half here. Uh, minus 160. The way I see it is, even though it's minus 160 and a lot of books with the team total over three and a half for Carolina right now, bet that instead of obviously the money line or even the regulation line. It's still a better price uh, when it's all said and done. We know this Jackets team defensively and goaltending has had uh, issues uh, all season long. They brought Elvis Merzlikens back in his last start and he struggled once again. Um, we've said it, Alex and I, uh, Kevin, a lot on this show. Merzlikens will not get his form back in net until he gets out of Columbus. He's got to get out of there. He needs a new home. He needs a fresh start, a new change of scenery. That traumatic incident with his new countryman and his teammate, Matisse Kavlenics, also one of his best friends, the firework incident, you know, it's just shaking him up. I think it's more, just as much mental, you know, as it is physical 
for Elvis Merzlikens with his struggles. He just needs to find a new home, get a new start, I think. Until he does, I don't see him turning his game around. He hasn't been confirmed in net yet today. Uh, we don't know who will be in net. Kochetkov projected for Carolina. Corpus Salo is currently projected for Columbus, but we don't have confirmations there. Uh, it is worth noting they're still a banged-up team, as always, Columbus. They've been riddled with injuries for a long time. They're still without, you know, Wierenski, Bean, Blankenberg, three starting defensemen, Tessier out, Robinson day-to-day, Shinnikov, Danforth, Boone Jenner, the captain, Voracek, all of them on IR for Columbus. So it feels like even though I faded Carolina, it took Nashville plus 200 against them on Thursday, just because, you know, they had the big long win streak. They had it snapped by a team that knocked them out of the playoffs. I could see them maybe having a tough time initially getting back on track. But I think today is the day Carolina gets back on track against a team that obviously they've had great success against. So for me, it'll be Hurricanes team total uh, over three and a half. Got to lay some juice, minus 160, but I think it'll be worth it. I think this team gets to four. Uh, What do you think here, Kevin? Hurricanes, Jackets. Yeah, pretty well the rest of the day today. I'm going to be on props, but this is another one, a team one that just just stands out too much. Um, the Canes the Canes had that 11-game heater, beaten by the Rangers. And then as we kind of text the boat, we said often when a team's on that that big of a win streak, they drop one, it just seems like they can't they can't get it back right away, and they, and they often drop two. Uh, but it took – yeah, they fired 67 shots at UC Saros, so – it's not like they weren't uh, weren't weren't firing there. So I think the Jackets are in trouble this game. It just uh, looks like for sure the Canes are going get to get it back on the tracks. So I was looking at two. I was looking at over 3.5, the total for the Canes. Uh, I also like the puck line. That's minus 122. Uh, so a little better value on the puck line. Um, and I was also leaning towards that a little more just because they can win in so many different different ways. Uh, they could shut it down for three, one game, but they also could, could pop off. Uh, but definitely I think the, the jackets are in trouble today. All right. So liking the uh, team total and also a little puck line as well for Kevin here with the hurricanes is minus one and a half around minus minus one twenty. by the way, uh, for the uh, puck line here. I don't, I the, don't play that often, but this, this was one that just kind of, kind of popped out to me today. Yeah, definitely. And uh, prop wise, did you, did you look at any, did you like any props in this game or no? This, this was one, uh, I'll, I'll be pretty heavy props here m- moving on, but this is one I, I just saw the, the, the team so valuable that, uh, yeah, I want to jump on it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the prop that I've been going back to the well with consistently all year, uh, Kevin, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, and I'm going to talk about them. Those of you in the 90s, I always do the song. You know it if you're from my generation. Move into the country, going to meet me, Marty Natchez. Marty Natchez for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, he's been uh, terrific. He's been, uh, he's on, I believe a seven game point streak right now as well uh, for the Carolina hurricanes, eight points in the last seven uh, games for them, four goals during that span. So anyway, you can find props from Natchez and overshots on goal is always a decent consideration for him. He's gone uh, several games where he's had three, six, eight, five shots on goal. Uh, and uh, yeah, Marty Natchez has been a great prop player all season. Uh, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. All right, Minnesota Wild, Buffalo Sabres. The rest of the games now are tonight. Uh, those are the two afternoon games that we just talked about. The rest of the games on this Saturday card are tonight. Minnesota, w- Buffalo, Minnesota minus 120 uh, road favorites, six and a half the total uh, across the board. The money's starting to come in on Minnesota a little bit here uh, as it's gone up from minus 115 to minus 120 here 
uh, in this game. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out, but Minnesota's off back-to-back wins against St. Louis and Tampa Bay, 5-2, 5-1. Buffalo, meanwhile, a very impressive overtime victory against the Washington Capitals, 5-4. They've played really good hockey, 7-1 and for the Sabres uh, in their last eight games, bolstered, of course, by Tage Thompson, who has just been brilliant and fully deserving uh, of being the first uh, all-star participant for Buffalo this year uh, in the all-star game. He's had an incredible season, no question about that. Uh, we'll see if Buffalo can uh, keep their run going here. It's worth noting here, Buffalo's actually beaten Minnesota four of the last five head-to-head meetings uh, against the Minnesota Wild. They have played this Minnesota team very, very tough, uh, winning four of the last five, including uh, two of the last three here in Buffalo. Uh, including uh, 5-4 the last meeting of last season, March the 4th. Sabres beat Minnesota 5-4 as home underdogs. Uh, This is an interesting one because you've got Minnesota, who have been pretty good on the road and at home. I mean, they've got pretty much 12-8 at home, 10-7 on the road. Buffalo has actually been better on the road than they've been at home. They're only 8-10 here at home, but um, I'm leaning Buffalo. I don't know if I want to jump in front of Minnesota, though. They're just playing so well also, and especially at the defensive uh, end of the ice. Uh, that being said, with these two teams, particularly the matchups in the, between them here in Buffalo, th- the last three between them in this building uh, have trended toward the over. I could see the over being a decent way to go here. I do like over six and a half. I, I might pull the trigger on Buffalo still for a smaller bet because they have confirmed Uko Pekalukan and UPL, as they call him in Western New York, uh, in that this kid's getting better, Kevin. You're a goalie. You're a great person to talk about obviously the form of a goaltender. I find this guy is getting better uh, with every start, more confidence. I remember on that road trip where Buffalo beat Colorado and they beat Vegas back-to-back. It was Uko Pekalukanen who was just immense in the third period of both of those games. They were being pressured by the Avs and the Golden Knights trying to tie that game, and he stood tall, and he made several dazzling saves to preserve the victory for Buffalo. This guy's getting better. Don't be fooled by his overall numbers which are going to show 3.47 goals against 892 save percentage. He's playing better now than he was uh, earlier in the season. He's playing his best hockey right now, as far as I'm concerned, for the Sabres. Even the win against Washington, he had to be tall as well when that game was tied. So I like the way his game is trending right now. I like the over. I probably have a small look at the Sabres, especially if this line climbs a little bit more and we get a plus price on Buffalo here at home. Uh, what do you think here, uh, Kevin, Minnesota and Buffalo? Uh, actually, fun fact about the uh, about Uka's he's a fellow Sudbury Wolf uh, goaltender there. So uh, definitely know a bit a bit about him. Um, he actually broke my season uh, wins record up in Sudbury. Uh, he he smashed it, but uh, which I didn't know I had until until he smashed it. Uh, there was an article. There was a big article about him. Um, you can't be bitter about something you didn't even have the record for. You didn't even know you had the record. I, I didn't even know about it. Are you and, bitter? Do you hold yeah. a grudge? But no. <laughs> yeah, I saw there was an article a friend posted. He sent it to me. He's like, "Oh, your your record just got just got broken." And I was like, "What what record?" But uh, yeah, he, he's. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even get a puck or anything or a pack or nothing at the time. But uh, yeah, no, he he crushed it. Um, this guy, I think, has a bright future, and he's starting to starting to put it together at the at that NHL level as well. Um, so it's been fun watching him play. I was looking at a couple, couple players here. Um, Casey Middlestat on the no point. Uh, it is, you do have to lay quite a bit of juice. Um, 
bolt minus 175. Uh, he only has there's four games in his last 10 where he's 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 put up a point. Um, he's playing third line, second power play, about 15 minutes per night. So not kind of kind of in the middle there. Uh, but I think that's kind of if you want a real safe bet, that's uh, that's one to think about. The other one I'd say is I'm not sold on it, yet, but it's more of a thing to watch is Ryan Hart Hartman uh, with Zuccarell injured. Um, I'm, I know he's going to move up in the lineup. He's going to get more minutes, but like last night, he only played 12 minutes per night. His last game. Um, he, he has been putting a couple points on the board his last few games, but it's kind of more, I want to see the next couple of games where they use them, how much they use them. Um, if, if they start to deploy them more than it, it's a guy I want to jump on. All right, so yeah, Ryan Hartman, you're right. Uh, he might be a candidate to uh, move on up because Zuccarello is out for the uh, Minnesota Wild. He has been ruled out for this game, and that's unfortunate because he's been playing so well uh, for this team. There's no question. He's been excellent, had a terrific season uh, for Minnesota. But there's going to be candidates to uh, move on up, and Ryan Hartman. Ryan Hartman's definitely going to get more power play time as a result. And, you know, even yeah. without the move up the lineup, Kevin, to be quite honest still, with you. He still put up points the last few games, yeah. Exactly. He's still probably worth a look from a prop perspective, regardless of whether he stays pat or he moves up. Because you look yeah. at what he's done here the last six games, he has five points in the last six games, three goals. Yeah, and that's playing, you know, last two games, 12 minutes, 12 minutes, 15, 13 minutes. So he hasn't been playing a ton. Um, so a little bump, you know, give him a couple, two, three more minutes a night, and he's a guy I want to I start jumping on. There you go. So a good prop look there, Ryan Hartman here in this one. Of course, when it comes to uh, Minnesota, again, the uh, lines. The, now, these are current line combinations. Steele, Kaprizov, Boldy, Greenway, Erickson, Eck, Bellino. Right now, they've got Hartman still third line with Freddie Goudreau and Brandon Duhame. But again, we'll see if that changes before uh, puck drop. Because keep in mind with the Saturday games, this is important to point this out. I don't know if, even, if I don't even know if I've said this on the show before. But and Kevin, you might know this, but when the Saturday games take place, often the coaches, especially the road teams, they don't speak to the media until like an hour or two before the game. The coaches, they don't have the morning skate, you know, press conference. The home teams usually do on the Saturday game, but the road teams, usually if they're flying in, they'll talk two hours before the game. So we may not know for sure what the lineup combinations are going to be for Dean Evason in Minnesota until like two hours before uh, the game. So keep an eye on that. So check back, you know, if you're rotowire.com, dailyfaceoff.com, all the different sites where you can get lineup information up to the second, uh, check them, you know, an hour before puck drop, you'll probably have more uh, accurate uh, information at your disposal. Definitely at that time uh, for this game. Uh, all right. Next up here on the uh, Saturday slate, Seattle and Ottawa, we've got Seattle minus minus one fifteen uh, road favorites, uh, six, the total uh, across the board in this game, uh, the Kraken, uh, they cracked, no pun intended, the Toronto Maple Leafs the other night, 5-1. to one. Uh, It's very unfortunate for Toronto because they had a great start. They didn't score, and then Seattle gets the uh, first goal. Then they tie it, and then it's 2-1 Seattle, and then Toronto kind of just shriveled after that, almost like they got defeated, like, oh, my gosh, we're not playing that bad, and here we are, we're down 2-1. And then they started to fall apart, crumble defensively. They gave up a breakaway. Uh, Jared McCann gets behind the defense, uh, and they end up losing 5-1 to the Kraken. Uh, in that one so good win for Seattle that's now three in a row for them as they're starting to heat up again as they take this uh, act on the road here against uh, Ottawa Ottawa though at home here the last two games you know seven to one combined score 
defeating Buffalo and Columbus. You know, Buffalo is playing great hockey right now, and Ottawa beat them 3-1, the only loss Buffalo's had uh, in their last eight games. And then they shut out the lowly Columbus Blue Jackets 4-0 uh, after that. It looks like in terms of goaltending tonight, uh, we don't have goalies yet for this game confirmed. Martin Jones and Anton Forsberg are projected uh, in this game, but neither one uh, has been confirmed uh, as of yet. So uh, keep an eye on that. By the way, Vanacek has just been confirmed for uh, New Jersey uh, in the game against the uh, Rangers. Flurry has been confirmed for Minnesota uh, as well, worth noting there. Uh, and in this game here, it looks like we've got uh, Forsberg likely the goalie, but not confirmed. We just don't know who it's going to be for Seattle, Martin Jones, or Grubauer. I would think Martin Jones, honestly, because he got the win uh, against uh, Toronto 5-1 the other night. Uh, as far as this game goes, uh, this is a tough one for me, from a, at least from a side perspective. With the way uh, Seattle right now is trending in terms of goals, I mean, they've scored a whopping uh, 14 goals in the last three games and five goals to start this road trip in each game. I'm definitely interested in an over here with Seattle and Ottawa, but not so much on the side. Seattle's playing well. Ottawa's starting to play a little bit better. So I'd rather not go against either side here uh, in this spot. Uh, what do you think here, uh, Kevin? Kraken, Senators. Yeah, I'd say both teams are kind of warm right now. Like Ottawa just won two. Uh, as you mentioned, the the Kraken have won three. Um, so as, as far as the team team thing, I was kind of, kind of, kind of staying away from it. Uh, there's two things we're looking at. Uh, Wenberg for a point, he's pretty big plus money, plus 132. He's playing about 18 minutes a night. Like he's playing quite a bit. He's not playing much power play, uh, which is the only thing that worries me, but he's got, he's got three points in his last two games. Uh, not, not a ton before that, but he's, they're using him a lot. So he's playing a lot. I like the value. Uh, I like, I like the plus money on that. The other guy I was looking at, who again is kind of more in the Ryan Hartman situation where I just want to kind of monitor for a couple of games is Burakowski. Uh, he only has two points his last 10 games. He's still playing quite a bit. Like he's playing 17 minutes a night. Uh, but his value for no point is, is minus 124. Uh, and he's still, he's still getting enough usage that if I see that drop another Another minute or two in ice time, I'm I'm going to jump on him because he he's gone pretty cold since uh, he had a hot start to the season. He's gone cold, so he, he's a guy I'm thinking about. But uh, I think on Wenberg, I like that that plus money with how much how much he's playing, uh, even even strength five on five right now. I swear you've been watching this show many times before jumping on for the first time here on the show. Because how many times have I talked about Alex Wenberg uh, and uh, how he's I think turned his game around? Honestly, remember he was with Columbus. He was with Florida for a bit, and there was always high upside with him. Very, high, you know, pro a prospect that had a high ceiling at one point. It just it didn't work out, you know, in those two places. And sometimes you just need to find that right fit. Looks like he's found it here with uh, Seattle. He's definitely played the best hockey of his career here uh, with the uh, Kraken. Uh, no question uh, about that. And uh, making the most of his opportunity here with this uh, second-year franchise. He's had the ice time. He's had the opportunity. I'll tell you one that I like here for Seattle. And you talk about you need a change of scenery sometimes and you go to a new place and suddenly you're feeling it and it gives you a shot in the arm and a boost and you flip the switch, you hit the reset button, all those fucking cliches. Ellie Tolvanen right now for the uh, Seattle Kraken, as someone that was uh, used to play where you are right now, Kevin Nashville, with those Predators. And 
Sometimes, you know, you get claimed off waivers and all of a sudden, you know, you get an opportunity to prove, hey, uh, a second chance, prove that, hey, it's going to go better uh, than it did in the first place. And Ellie Tolvanen's responded for Seattle. He's been in the lineup for three games with the Kraken since he got picked up uh, from the Predators off waivers. And he's got two goals and a, and a point in every game. Three points, two goals in the three games that he's played so far for the uh, Seattle Kraken. So he's my favorite prop for them tonight, uh, Ellie yeah. Tolvanen. Uh, I heard I heard that, you heard you jump on him the other day, and yeah, you've done well with him. Um, only thing that worries me is he's not they're not using him a ton, uh, yep. but he's 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 getting the job done with with uh, his deployment right now. Exactly that you're right about that. He's right, and I can tell right now. Time on ice, right? Toi usage, all that stuff. That's a big component for your personal handicapping with props, right? I mean, I, I, it matters to me too. Obviously I'd rather see him be, you know, I'd, I'd love to see him be a fucking top line player and number one power play unit, but I know that's not going to happen because you know, he's going to get even more opportunity and chances that way when you're, especially when you're betting props, but he's only been on the third line and there is some truth to that. Like you're not at your utmost max usage. You know, you're not going to get those uh, elite level minutes. You're not always going to get on that top power play unit. Uh, when you're playing where uh, Ellie Tolvanen is. That being said, and I don't even, yeah, they, although that being said, it looks like the current lineup configuration for tonight's game has him on the number one power play unit. So even though he's on I, the third line. I saw line, that too. So yeah, yeah. it was, uh, it, it sparked my curiosity to see if that is the way it kind of shakes out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, that's a good sign, obviously, where, yeah, is even strength usage isn't as high because he's on the third line. But if he's going to play on the number one power play unit, that's definitely a good sign. And uh, either way, like I say, he's produced so far with three points, a point in each game he's played as a Kraken, including yeah. uh, two goals. So, uh, yeah, I like the uh, Tolvin and props here for him with uh, Seattle uh, in this one tonight. All right, St. Louis Blues and Montreal Canadiens. Uh, St. Louis minus 155, road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, we have just had a great run on this show basically just betting the team total of whoever plays the Montreal Canadiens over. I mean, that's essentially what we have been doing here for several games now. Uh, and I feel like it's just, Hey, we got to go back to it here again uh, in this game, especially with St. Louis only being a three and a half at even money uh, with their team total uh, against the uh, Montreal Canadiens. And St. Louis is actually scoring goals in bunches right now. It's funny because they've lost O'Reilly and Tarasenko, you know, for an extended period of time. And yet in the first two games without him, without both of those players, they've won both games and they've scored 11 goals uh, in those two. Well, 10 goals because the sixth goal against Toronto was the shootout goal uh, that they won in a shootout. So really 10 goals, though, five in each game since the absences of O'Reilly and Tarasenko uh, were announced. So clearly these two guys being out hasn't necessarily affected them negatively, at least as of yet. Uh, offensively, they've had no problem finding the back of the net, St. Louis, uh, in these last uh, two games. And we've talked about how this Montreal blue line, it's just not NHL caliber. I mean, I've just said it like a bunch of times for several games now. They miss Mike Matheson dearly. Uh, Caden Gooley is the best of the young defensemen they had. I think he looked solid, sturdy in the defensive zone. That's something they don't have much of right now is that strong, sturdy defensive presence. They're running around. They're turning the puck over, out of position, getting caught on odd man rushes. It's just been the gamut for Marty San Luis' team in terms of defensive blunders, and they're just not locking it down. They're not playing well on their own end. I mean, they've got Joel Edmondson, the veteran, Stanley Cup champ with the Blues, playing his former team here tonight, 
And then the rest, and David Savard's, you know, decent veteran defenseman. But then after that, it's just nothing but youth with Jordan Harris and Johnny Kovacevic and Arbor Jacki, who I, I love what he's made of himself. You know, someone that saw him right here with Hamilton playing for the Bulldogs in junior hockey. And he's made a career of himself at the NHL level. It's incredible. But he's still be, being asked to play minutes he's not accustomed to uh, right now. And then, of course, you've got Chris Weidman as well, who's just basically a, a journeyman blue liner right now. So it's tough. It's not a great blue line. Other teams have just made mincemeat out of it. You look at Montreal the last several games, they give up four to the Rangers, six to Nashville, nine to Washington, seven to Florida. And that's just the four games since the Christmas break when the injuries really started him out. And they also lose Brendan Gallagher, who doesn't give you much offensively, but he's not bad away from the puck. So that hurts you defensively too. Brendan Gallagher being injured for the Canadians. So yeah, I like St. Louis team total here over three and a half. I also like the full game over, but much like I did with the Rangers Montreal Canadians game the other night, I had a little bit more on the team total because I wasn't sure Montreal would score enough. And it's a good thing I did because it ended four one for the Rangers. It stayed under the total, but the team total, for the Rangers still cashed uh, over three and a half. So I like St. Louis here, team total over three and a half, minus 108. That's my primary bet on this game and a smaller bet on the full game over. Uh, what do you think here, Kevin, Blues and Canadians? Yeah, Ian, other than my one prop here, I'm, I'm on the same page. Uh, I was looking at over total game, 6.5. Uh, for me, I had a, a minus 110 price. Uh, the over for the Blues total, over 3.5 was giving me plus money, uh, plus 102. So I'm leaning toward that being the better bet. I kind of have that same thought that, yeah, if, if the Canadians can't can't pop a few in, then uh, it could it could stay under that that high total. So with it being a, a better rate of return, I, I think I like the, the team total. Uh, the prop I'm really liking here is with with O'Reilly out and Tarasenko out. I like the Robert Thomas over 1.5 shots. Uh, doesn't typically shoot a lot, but his his usage, his, his time on ice has definitely gone up the last few games. Uh, he's hit it the last four games. Um, three of those games include O'Reilly being out, including the game he was injured in. Uh, and it's plus money. It's, it's paying uh, plus 110 on, on Barstool where I was looking. Um, so if you can get plus money and and one where his uses is is up and he's been hit it routinely, uh, that that's one I'm, I'm pretty uh, pretty happy to lock in. All right, that's a good find, and it's always about the change, right? Changes in the lineup. How can you profit from them for props? How can you take advantage of those? And if you find these situations where someone's playing more due to injury, due to circumstance, whatever the case may be you're going to be able to pounce on this for maybe one, two, three, four, five games in a row before there's any sort of adjustment by odds makers. And if you find that with Robert Thomas right now over shots, keep going at it. You know, keep attacking it, especially if you're having success with it. And you're right with uh, O'Reilly out with Tarasenko out, like the, Craig Berube is asking a lot of him right now, a lot of responsibility. Number one center with Jordan Cairo and Pavel Buchnevich. You know, he's going to play penalty kill minutes. He's going to play on the power play, top power play unit as well uh, for the uh, St. Louis Blues. So high usage, you know, he's going to play power play. He's going to play five on five a lot because he's centering the top line with the hottest player on the team right now, which is Jordan Cairo. So it's a great situation for positive expectation on a shots on goal prop, right? Yeah, he doesn't doesn't soar over it, but uh, he's he's been he's been clipping it by 
you know, he's been putting up two, three shots uh, routinely with his, his extra usage over the last few games. Yeah, he's got a little Mitch Marner in it. Well, Mitch Marner from prior to this year and prior to the end of yeah, last year yeah. where he pass, 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 pass yeah. all the time. Play, make, play, make, play, make. Never fucking shoot the damn puck. And, and uh, he's got some of that in him, Robert Thomas. He does look to dish uh, a lot, but, you know, all you need is two shots, you know. And uh, scored, Mitch Marner he scored used two, to be that way. He scored two last games, so hopefully that uh, that keeps him motivated to shoot the puck as well. Exactly. You know, when even though you're thought of and you try to be a playmaker more than a, a scorer, a goal score, you see the puck start to go in and you start to think to yourself, it's just subconscious thing. Like, Hey, I can shoot the, I can score goals. I'm going to shoot the puck even more now. So, yeah, and that's feels good. definitely feels good. And you want to keep yeah. going uh, when you start to fe- have that feeling that you're scoring and contributing in that regard. So I like the thought there with uh, Robert Thomas there uh, for the uh, shots on goal prop. All right. We will get to the second half of the NHL card for this Saturday slate in just a second, 213 live viewers hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. Again, we've got four games left and we will get to them right after we hear from our sponsors, Graham Co. All right. Whether you or your team's game is on the field screen, racetrack or, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. You visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we're back here on the ice, guys. We've got four games left here uh, on this Saturday slate uh, as we roll along here. Next up, we've got Detroit and Toronto. Uh, original six matchup. Uh, Leafs minus 350. Huge home favorites. Uh, six and a half the total in this one. Uh, yeah, I think the last game proved to everybody. You don't lay minus 350 with Toronto ever uh, in any situation. And uh, look, this kind of feels like a wake up call after, you know, losses to St. Louis and Seattle at home this week. This is now their third straight home game uh, for this Leafs team. Uh, they don't want to lose another. Uh, that's for damn sure. Uh, and go 0 three on this homestand. And they catch a Detroit team on the second of back to back games, uh, a Detroit team that's lost three of their last four games, not nearly playing as well. Uh, they lose 3-2 to the Florida Panthers uh, last night. Toronto's dominated Detroit. They've won eight straight head-to-head meetings against the Detroit Red Wings, so the Leafs have owned this team. Uh, it definitely is a Leaf spot, rest advantage, two straight home losses. I believe Toronto goes back on the road. Yes, they do. For just one game, though, at Philly against the Flyers uh, tomorrow night. And then they're back home against Nashville, and then they face Detroit again toward the end of next week uh, in Detroit this time. So that's the schedule moving forward for the uh, Leafs uh, right now. Uh, I think for this game, we'll see who's in net for the uh, Red Wings. But obviously last night it was Vili Husso, uh, who's definitely the best goalie they have. It looks like it's going to be Magnus Helberg tonight for the uh, Detroit Red Wings because uh, Nadelkovic, uh, he, he actually looks like he's settling in as the backup goalie over Nadelkovic because Nadelkovic's actually been sent down to the AHL. I think it's half conditioning stint. It's half you fucking suck right now. You need to get your game better. I think it's a little bit of both right now with Natalkovich being sent down to Grand Rapids. 
but nevertheless, he was sent down. So that makes by default Magnus Helberg the backup right now to Billy Huso uh, for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. And uh, it's not like Helberg's been terrific. Uh, 2.59 goals uh, goals against 906 save percentage. But the last couple games have been a bit of a struggle. Uh, the five goals allowed into the uh, Buffalo Sabres in the 6-3 to three loss. Uh, we'll see how he fares. He was better, though, against uh, Ottawa. He did get the victory in his last start with the 4-2 win uh, against Ottawa. But it's just too big of a price here to trust Toronto. Toronto should win. They've, don't, they've dominated Toronto, or they've dominated Detroit, rather. Uh, they've owned this series. Um, but boy, oh boy, I mean, you're, you're asking them to lay minus 350. I'm not looking to do it. I'd like to bet their team total, but it's four and a half. If you have bet MGM, you could actually bet over four. For a little security at a, and, and lay a price that would probably be what i'd be most interested in uh, here tonight in this game i would rather do that than take toronto anything money line regulation line or puck line and do you know why that is because there's no team that's had the worst combined save percentage of their two goalies in the last month than toronto samsonov and murray their games have both trended downward lately and like I said, the worst combined save percentage of any two goaltenders for one team in the NHL the last month has been Toronto. Now, a lot of that's been the defensive games falling apart. We've talked about this, Kevin, this theory that they had no Morgan Riley, TJ Brody, Jake Muzzin, three starting defensemen out. They tightened up. They played as a five-man unit defensively. Great structure. Then they get Brody back, and then they get Riley back, and all of a sudden they're playing loose again. And they've forgotten that defensive structure. And the forwards aren't helping the defensemen as, as much because, oh, we're healthy again on the blue line. I don't need to do fuck all helping out on a back check anymore. And the result has been, you know, they're not do, playing great defense now, even though they're getting healthier. You would think it would be the reverse. We're decimated on the blue line with injuries. We're going to be worse defensively. And then when we get everybody back, we'll be better. It's been the opposite for the Toronto Maple Leafs here. So they've got to figure it out. Uh, and we'll see if they do here tonight. Uh, the closest I am to pulling the trigger on a bet here would be Toronto team total, but only at the uh, BetMGM book where I can actually bet half goal increments with the team total because I'd rather have the security of in case they score exactly uh, four goals, it ends up being a push. So Toronto over four minus 125 at uh, BetMGM. I, I am interested in that one. Uh, what do you think here? Uh, or you could do, you know, also, you know, it's not a bad bet here. The combo bet, you can do same game parlay on bet 365 or Pinnacle uh, offers, you know, a combo, combo bet as well, side and total. You could do Toronto money line and over five and a half for the total goals in the game. Uh, I think that's pretty good. I think this game can get to six goals. Toronto wins the game. You don't have to worry about them winning by, you know, margin or winning by more than a goal. So a Toronto and over five and a half combination. I, I think I kind of like that here. What do you think here, uh, Kevin, Detroit, Toronto? Yeah, Ian, you're starting to scare me on my my thoughts here, giving out the uh, the bad save percentage by the Leafs and how loose they're playing. But Moritz Sider, that's he's the guy that I've been uh, filling my gas tank up in my car here the last last few weeks. He has one point in his last ten games, so I, I've been hitting the no point on him for a while. However, lately I think the books have have kind of finally caught on, and and he still plays a ton. He plays a ton. He plays power play. So it's 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 kind of scared me off the last few games on the rate of return. Um, it's even dropped now to minus 200 this game. I think it's partly that they're playing the Leafs and it's back-to-back. Because -back. Uh, the other guy that I have been running pretty hard the last five or six games is Kubalik. That's the pronunciation. He, this guy started out hot, very hot. 
um, has not been doing a ton lately. He's dropped, he's tumbled down the lineup. Um, he's been playing a bunch just around 13 minutes a game. Last game, he finally got bumped back up to uh, close to 17 minutes. Um, but he, I've been hitting him basically about uh, minus 130 pretty routinely or better the last the last uh, handful of games. Uh, again, this game, I don't know if it's the books have caught on finally with them or it's a back-to-back and they're playing the Leafs. He's, he's now minus 175. But he's he's the guy I probably put on for uh, for no point. you got to put a bit of juice on today. But uh, I just keep monitoring that he's not – he's staying low in the lineup. And if he stays low in the lineup and – and continues to not produce, and he's a guy I'm going to keep hammering. There you go. And that's a uh, again, that's a great, that's a different, unique approach than anyone we've had on this show. Whether it, especially for props, I would d- never really look at the no. You know, so what, he only has point, he only had, he's only done point. something in his last ten games. He only has uh, two games where he's he's posted a point. Yeah. Um, and so for if you're if if you're getting that today tonight, I don't know if it's worth it. The minus one seventy five, but. Uh, I just said the Leafs have been pretty loose, so goals could open up. But if it goes back the next couple of games, back around minus 130, uh, that, and he stays kind of – doesn't get bumped up in the lineup. I know they got a few additions to the lineup. There's a little bit of – the lines are being sh- sh- shooken up here. So um, that's when I like to keep watching. Uh, and if that line returns to 130 in the next couple of games, I'd, I'd probably hit it. Yeah, exactly. It's all about the uh, price point. It's definitely something you want to uh, keep in mind. Certainly, uh, is seeing that that you're going to get that price uh, fluctuating to the level where you think, okay, now it's moved to a point where I think now we can pounce on it. It's good value. We're going to get involved with it. So I like that because, like a lot of people, they want to bet things to happen, right? People yeah. players score a goal, get an assist, over shots on goal, but it's nice to have someone looking in the other side of it. You know, no point. You know, maybe under shots on goal, stuff like that. Uh, and uh, it's good. Uh, and again, you can find those opportunities too. It's just, I, I always work in the over things to happen type of thought process when it comes to props, but there are, there is money to be made and there's good opportunities looking at the, yeah, this guy's not going to get a point. You know, you can find a good opportunities with those. I've always, sure. I've always been on the same page as you always, always going for the overs, the the shots, the points, the goals. Uh, but I think mid season, you, you can find some value on a lot of guys that started real hot. Uh, they were on that first line, first power play, but now you have a couple guys coming back in the lineup and they kind of get moved down the lineup and uh, you're finding some good return on them to not not produce. Excellent point to hit on the fact that find the under props, points or whatever with these players when they've been cooking, they've been, they've been, they've been producing, they've maybe been up the lineup during that time. And then, whoop, star player comes back. Oh, someone big is coming back to the line. Like the Jets, for instance, they just saw a slew of players last night come back, right? Blake Wheeler, Nikolai Ehlers. Well, someone's going to have their fucking spot bumped down the lineup. And maybe if they had been producing in that spot and now they're down on the third line, now you pounce on under, right? That's basically what you've been thinking. Yeah, that's about the way to go. And it, it helps also mid-season. It, it, uh, it allows the guy to be hot for half the season. Um, and then if he does cool off, those, uh, those lines are pretty juicy. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's a good situation. Certainly, in conceptually and in theory, it sounds make, like it makes a lot of sense. No question. All right, we got three games left now on this slate. We got Colorado and Edmonton. These are all late games tonight. Uh, Edmonton minus one twenty, minus one twenty five in that range uh, as home favorites. Six and a half the total in this one. Yeah, this is arguably my favorite side on the board tonight. I like the Oilers here, uh, minus one twenty five. I'm I'm just ready to say, you know what, Colorado is not figuring it out. Colorado is still 
not playing good hockey. And until they do, I'm not backing this hockey team right now. That was that was the low point, even, believe it or not, of all these losses that they've suffered lately. I mean, the Toronto loss was against a good team uh, when you look at it. The Vegas loss, you know, 3-2. Vegas is, you know, always capable. L.A. has been playing better lately. But losing to Vancouver 4-2 and having a 2 nothing lead and then it just unravels before you can blink, you know, and it goes to 3-2 in favor of the uh, uh, Canucks just like that. Shockingly bad from the Avalanche. You got Georgiev spazzing out. Did you ever snap your goal stick across the uh, crossbar, Kevin? Did you ever get that fucking pissed during a game that's like, I got to vent my frustrations? Uh, people probably wanted me to get that pissed, but I was just too calm of a guy. But uh, some of my coaches would have liked to see me get a little more angry, probably. Yeah, sure. get a little more fire. In some, the sometimes area. the coaches like to see it. So yeah. you're, you're damned if you don't, you're damned if you do. You know, if you do it, people are saying, hey, you're spazzing. If you don't yeah. do it, they say, hey, you're not into it. So it's, uh, it's a tough life for the goalie. Yeah, you don't care. And you know what? He was upset that McCarr was blocking his sight, his line of sight on that third goal. And that's why he snapped his stick. I couldn't even see it. And, he's, and then he goes after McCarr after he snaps the goal stick on the crossbar. He goes right after McCarr in his face. And it's like you can see he's just giving it to him. Yeah, that you shouldn't be business. doing to your, uh, your star defenseman. Uh, that's the thing. It's not like yeah. you're doing that to Aki Berg back yeah. in the day from the uh, <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, the guy that was a whipping boy for the uh, Leaf uh, Nation back then. You're doing that to maybe the best defenseman in the league. You realize that, don't you, Alexander Georgiev? I mean, maybe cool it. I mean, it's one thing to do that to, like, the sixth defenseman when he's screwing up in front of you. That's Kale McCarr. And you can probably count on one fucking hand how many times he's going to make a mistake uh, on the ice. So it's it's not so much that he did that to a defenseman. It's who he did it to. It's Kale yeah, McCarr, yeah. the rock star that, yeah. that is Kale McCarr. I mean, holy goodness. I mean, give him a break. He's excellent. I mean, he made a little – you couldn't see – uh, for, you know, maybe as well as you wanted with that shot. I mean, that that was that it was shocking that it, he did that to Makar. That's yeah. all I'm saying with that. It's not yeah. shocking he did it like he ripped the defenseman as they ripped that guy who's excellent. And yeah, it was just shocking to see that. But how do they respond now? I mean, they're just not in a good way. I thought getting Nate McKinnon back would really bolster this team, and they haven't won, believe it or not, with McKinnon back. They have not won since he's been back. Oh, and three since uh, McKinnon returned against Toronto. Um, they're struggling right now. Uh, on the road, this team is, you know, 10 and 8, not great. Um, and Edmonton's obviously had this game circled. This is their first time playing Colorado since last year's Western Conference final loss uh, to the Avalanche in the playoffs. Uh, and all the talk is, all right, we finally played our most com- – and it was. I watched that in Islanders-Oilers game. That was the best team game, complete game, I've seen all year out of Edmonton. Offensively, defensively, Jack Campbell was actually good for the first time maybe this season <laughs> in net for the uh, Oilers. It was just a great, complete team game from Edmonton. It'll be back to Stuart Skinner uh, in net tonight once again for the uh, Oilers in this one, even though Campbell was good uh, against the Islanders. Uh, no confirmation who's in net for uh, Colorado. Uh, Georgiev projected, but no confirmation there. Still are banged up. Manson's still on IR. Byram's still on IR on the blue line. Dennis Malkin, who they got in a minor trade with Toronto, is day-to-day. Evan Rodriguez is back on the injury list again, day-to-day. Uh, Big Val Nachushkin uh, is out once again for the uh, Avalanche. So, uh, yeah, Colorado struggling, still missing some key pieces. Edmonton is trying to get a win, uh, a win streak going. They've said all the right things, that we loved our game against the Islanders, but it doesn't matter if we step back on the ice and we lose the next one. We've got to get on a run. We've got to make, become more consistent. So here's their chance. They got a struggling Colorado team coming to town. 
Edmonton's got this spot circle. You know they want a piece of flesh of a pound of flesh of this Colorado team tonight after the playoff loss last year. So I'll be on the Oilers here. I'll give them a shot minus one twenty five uh, in this one to get the victory. Uh, what do you think here, Kevin? Avs Oilers. I'm going after a couple uh, players again for nothing to happen for them. So we'll, we'll stay on that angle. Um, I got two I'm looking at. One one I really like. One I'm I like it, but it's, again, it's something I want to monitor in the next couple next couple games. Uh, with McKinnon back, JT Confer. He's gone his last game. He played just under 20 minutes. Okay, that is his first time in 17 minutes. He hasn't clipped over 20 minutes. This is a guy that was routinely playing 25 minutes, 27 minutes a night. Um, just crazy, crazy time on time on ice for for that guy uh, through all these injuries. So he he did pile up some points during that that time, but he's on the ice half the game during this time. Um, and even through that, he's only he's had only had four games where he's posted points in the last ten. So even though he is playing, he was playing. 24 minutes, 23 minutes, 25 minutes. Like he wasn't like he was piling up points every game. So his, his, his rate there is, is minus one Oh seven. It's almost even money. Um, considering he was still, still only had four games in the last 10. Um, and he was playing that much and now he's going to drop down under 20 minutes with McKinnon back. That's, that's one I'm probably going to start jumping on pretty hard the next, next few games. The only thing that scares me is he's still listed on the top power play unit at the moment, and that's the only thing that kind of I uh, have reser- reservation about it. Um, if he drops off that, then I'm I'm going to hammer that pretty hard uh, as, as guys come back in the lineup. The one I do really like, though, is Alex Newhook, another guy who's tumbled down the lineup. He's minus 130 for no point. He only has two points in his last 10 games. Um He's he's not on that top power play anymore, not on that top line. Uh, he's he's really fallen off his his usage, and that's that's a guy I'm pretty safe at, uh, at hitting on that minus one thirty. I might even double up on Edmonton here and go a little first period either money line or puck line too with the Oilers too. I think I think they and I remember they played Colorado in the regular season last year uh, before they even met up in the playoffs. And I'm trying to yeah, it was November. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, I think it was early in the season last year uh, and Edmonton, oh, it was April uh, 22nd. It was before the playoff series uh, last year and Edmonton won 6-3 uh, against Colorado at home. So the last time they hosted the Avs in a regular season game, uh, it ended up being a victory for uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Of course, we know uh, in the uh, playoff series, it was tough. They ended up getting swept in four straight uh, in that West final. But again, I think this is Edmonton spot. I mean, they're trying to get on a run. They've got a vulnerable, floundering, uh, reeling Colorado. They are reeling right now, believe it or not, Colorado. Uh, and Edmonton's got an opportunity here. It's funny you mentioned straight out of Confer, JT Confer. You know, I've been taking his props a lot lately. Uh, but now you're seeing saying, okay, he's going to fall back. He's not going to get as much minutes. You're already seeing TOI start to decrease uh, for him. Uh, the last couple games. And that makes sense because you're going to gradually see more and more players come back. I totally agree on Newhook. Newhook's someone I was looking to bet when they first suffered all these injuries. He's done really not much with that opportunity. Even on the second line, you know, he might even move down eventually, but even on the second line where he's been, Kevin, he hasn't done much the last 10 games or so. Yeah, definitely, definitely opportunity. 
the pendulum kind of swings pretty quickly. Uh, once uh, those those teams that have big star players, they come back in the lineup, and uh, I mean, like Coffers down on average like four four minutes a night right now, like based on what he's getting used. So uh, that's that's a big drop. Big drop indeed, no question about yeah. that. All right, two games left: LA Kings, Vegas Golden Knights. We got Vegas minus one fifty to minus one sixty, a home favorite, six the total uh, in this game. Should be a good one. Kings and Golden Knights, of course, just recently these teams uh, played each other uh, in L.A., and it was uh, Kings getting the victory back on December 27th, 4-2. to Remember, Vegas was beaten up to shit, you know, going into that game. They were extremely riddled uh, with injuries, and they're still not fully healthy, Vegas, but, man, they're in at least a little bit better shape than they were uh, before. Uh, they're still on the blue line, though, issues. Uh, White Cloud, Alec Martinez. Shea Theodore, uh, Daniil Miramanov are all either questionable or out. And that's four of their top six defensemen. Now, they've managed to overcome it. It's kind of weird, but, but you know, how they've played. But that's two games in a row with these decimated injuries on the blue line that they've actually held teams to two goals, Colorado and Pittsburgh. In those two victories, uh, 3-2 over Colorado, 5-2 over Pittsburgh, you know, they played pretty solid in their own end, even with all these injuries. But going to be tougher. I think tonight against LA, LA starting to play some pretty good hockey, better offensively as well. You look at LA, the last six games, four, five, two, three, two in their last five games, they've been able to find the back of the net. They are off a loss to Boston, uh, five to two uh, on Thursday night at home. They'll be looking to bounce back here, but Vegas has it going now. And they just got Jack Eichel back and you see the massive difference he makes obviously, and he's had a very good season when he's been healthy uh, and he's been on the ice. He's now at 14 goals, 18 assists, 32 points this year. How about three points uh, in his return to the lineup against Pittsburgh? One goal, two assists, four shots on goal uh, for the Golden Knights uh, in that game. So uh, definitely someone that's made an immediate impact returning. They might also get Jonathan so back. I was hearing from Bruce Cassidy yesterday, Kevin, that so might be cleared to return tonight. And obviously, that would be big, too, because he's another key top six forward uh, for this uh, Golden Knights team. And he's had a pretty solid, uh, not just season, but career here with the Vegas Golden Knights since he's been there. It's very interesting that Bruce Cassidy put Jack Eichel back in the lineup on the second line for this team with Riley Smith and Nicholas Waugh. It looks like Marcheseau is probably going to be back uh, tonight, and they'll put him on the second line with Eichel and Riley Smith. He's still not altered the top line, which has been cooking for Vegas for the last week or two with my guy, Michael Amadio, uh, on it with Stevenson and Stone. It looks like that line is still going to stay together. So even though finally Amadio did not score a goal the other night against Pittsburgh, I'm not out from this prop until I lose two. Uh, I'm coming back to the well with it one more time here on Amadio. He's still going to be on the top line with Stevenson and Stone tonight based on latest line combinations. It also looks like power play time uh, is still going to be coming his way. Uh, and it looks like he's been dropped down to the number two power play unit as opposed to the number one unit. But he's still going to be out there uh, with the man advantage. He's still going to be worth a look once again, in my opinion, to score a goal tonight. Again, you worry about, as Kevin says, Kevin's introducing uh, a lot of our viewers and listeners to the word usage and obviously Amadio's usage, especially if he continues to cool off, maybe is going to go down, but for now he's still on the top line. He's still going to be on the second power play unit. He's still got five goals in the last seven games and tons of points during that span. So I think it's worth it. 
one more time, but get on it now. I don't think we'll be on this train too much longer because if he goes into a little slump here and Eichel continues to get back, Marcheseau gets back, they'll bump him down the lineup and they'll put Eichel and Marcheseau back on the top line, move Amadio down. I could see that happening at some point. So we'll come back on the Amadio prop. I like the over in this game, over six, uh, actually. Uh, Vegas is definitely t- uh, trending upward offensively with Eichel back. Marcheseau coming back tonight as well. Defensively, though, there's been some issues at times. And again, there's still four defensemen out. I know they held down Colorado-Pittsburgh. They're not going to be able to play that way every night with four starting defensemen out. So I think the Kings will score some goals tonight as well. I like over six here, L.A. and Vegas. Uh, Kevin, what do you think here, Kings-Golden Knights? Yeah, Ian, I was really curious to see what you are going to do with Amadio today because I know you've been you've been pumping his train the last uh, last week here. Plus, the whole plus damn that. fucking show yeah, has been pumping his train. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, everybody, yeah. you know, viewers and the listeners, they've been right along with the ride for the ride with me here with that guy. Yeah, I actually, I didn't jump on. I didn't, I didn't believe it. Um, and uh, I saw, it looks like the bookies have kind of caught on. I was, I was kind of looking at the rate of return today. Um, and it just didn't, yeah, I'm worried about all of its, uh, where the lines are going to end up here. Uh, Marcia show almost coming back. Uh, I'm not sure if he's back in. Michael's back now. Um, I know the first game back, you, you mentioned they were keeping that top line. Eichel was playing on the second line. Um, I do know it was a bit of, bit of mix and match during that game. Um, so I, I'm kind of, I didn't jump on it. I'm going to stay off. You know, I think it's too late for me to jump on. I, I totally get it. You're on it. You, you hit hot with that and, and you're, you're going to ride it out a little longer. Uh, so that's, that's great for you. I kind of, I missed that one, but, uh, for me, this is why you're happy had, for me. I can tell I'm happy for you. Happy I'm happy for, for you. I appreciate that. Um, but this is a tough one. I just with that lineup changing going on, I had a tough time kind of kind of finding a prop I liked. Uh, both teams are playing well. Like the, the the Knights have won three. Kings are seven, two, and one in the last ten. And their last one they did drop was the Boston. Uh, so a good team there. And for me, I, I saw on Barstool I had money line plus one twenty eight on the Kings. For me, that uh, the rate, the money speaks for me on that one. Um, so I didn't have a team I liked. I think it's going to be a good game as well. I think it was kind of a fifty fifty game for me. Maybe bit of an edge to uh, Vegas, but on that uh, rate of return for a, for a Kings win, that's probably where I would uh, place my money. Oh, I wouldn't argue with that. It's a it's a good price on LA. Um, but Vegas yeah. is starting to kick it into high gear. They've won three in a row. They're, they're and they lost LA the most recent time they played them. I think they'll want a little redemption. You don't want to drop two games in a row to the same team in your division. Yeah, you know, especially yeah. when it's a hotly contested playoff race that we're seeing right now in the uh, Pacific Division. So I think you'll get a great game from Vegas. But uh, I, I'm not laying minus 150 with them either, though. Of course. Yeah, uh, I, I do think they win the game, but I'm not going to lay a buck fifty. I like you know LA's game too uh, right now, but that's why I'm st- I'm sticking to the total because I think that's the best way to go. I think LA can find the back of the net here tonight, and Vegas will as well. Uh, can, and and Phoenix Copley is probably going to be in net again for LA. Let's see how he responds to a loss. We've talked about how good he's been. Obviously, this is a guy, and Phoenix Copley, uh, you can talk about him. What do you see in Phoenix Copley? Because this is a guy, Kevin, that was with St. Louis and Washington, those two organizations for years, kind of a journeyman, ho-hum, mediocre at numbers at best. And then all of a sudden, he gets an opportunity here, called up from the AHL. 
Cal Peterson, it didn't pan out. He was put on waivers. Jonathan Quick has struggled. And then all of a sudden, Copley comes up to the LA Kings, takes advantage of an opportunity, goes 9-2 and two with a 2.65 goals against 901 save percentage. Uh, he's been very good, but he's off probably his worst game uh, the last time against Boston. I don't think he was as good as Sharp. You know, There was one goal in particular I thought he should have stopped uh, against the Bruins the other night. Does he, how does he respond to adversity now for the first time? Finally, a lo- losing effort. Is this, does he bounce right back, look good again? Or is this the sign of him maybe coming regression to the mean, coming back to earth a little bit? It's going to be a good thing to watch tonight. But what are your overall observations, Kevin, from what you've seen of uh, Phoenix Copley? Yeah, that's the crazy thing with goaltending is that sometimes it just takes one, one small change in your game, like the way you play. And it can make the difference from, being an AHL goalie to, you know, we saw even with Devin Dubnik, like being an AHL guy and then he's an NHL all-star. Um, and sometimes it's just, it's small changes in your game. Um, so there's there's so many different ways you can play in that net. And, you know, you're, you're always working on adjustments, find what works for you, for you best. And when you get in a groove, like there's not, there's not a huge difference between the, the NHL backups and the, the starters in the AHL. Like they're they're pretty much on the same level. It's just what guys have the right opportunity, what guys get in a groove, uh, and what guys are feeling it. So right now he's a guy that's feeling it. Uh, that's another good point. I want to find out who's starting the net before I kind of decide what I would do here. If if I would place money on LA or on that total, I think if Quick ends up in the net, he has had a hard time keeping the puck out of the net right now. So that's one. If he ends up I feel really good about that uh, in the in the over on the total and jumping in with you. Um, if Copley back in there, then I'm I, I feel good about uh, him bouncing back and uh, and giving LA the better chance to win than than quick right now. Yeah, so basically, and I've I've had games like that before too on the NHL betting board where the goaltender actually will sway me in one direction or another with how I bet it, and where there's if one goal one of the two goalies starts, I like you know the over the under or the other goalie starts, I like the side or vice versa. And that's what you're thinking. If you if it's Copley, you kind of like the LA side most of all. If if it's Jonathan Quick, you like the over uh, most of all uh, in this one. So uh, yeah, we'll wait to see who's in net. And this would be the perfect time for Todd McClellan to put Quick back in there because he's finally lost one uh, yeah. Copley, uh, and you give the old veteran a chance to uh, play well, which he hasn't been playing well lately. Or does he give Copley a chance? Like you've been our guy, you've been on this run, you finally lost, but we want to give you another chance to bounce back. So we'll see where LA goes with the uh, goaltending decision. Cause I think it could go either way, uh, Copley or quick here tonight. I would expect Logan Thompson, by the way, back in net for the uh, Vegas golden Knights tonight in this one, although that hasn't been confirmed either. All right. Yeah. Boston and San Jose final game of this massive slate, Boston minus two fifty. Uh, road favorites, six and a half the total in this one. I mean, I'm certainly not fading Boston. Uh, there's no question. Uh, I did a, the other night with L.A., and, you know, Boston got the uh, victory 5-2. I was so impressed with the Bruins because they fell behind in that game. They battled back. Uh, L.A. ties it up, and then in the third period, they just take over without Jake DeBrusque as well, who I think is a big loss for the Bruins, and yet they overcome the absence of Jake DeBrusque, who was playing uh, terrific hockey. Uh, before his injury and he's going to be out for a minimum uh, of one month so uh, the Bruins are going to miss him the way he was playing but they still beat LA 5-2 the other night without him certainly they should be capable of beating San Jose they have won nine straight 
head-to-head meetings uh, against the uh, San Jose Sharks. So they have completely dominated San Jose uh, in the past. They've also got a rest advantage. Uh, They played Thursday. Uh, San Jose played last night in that pond hockey game uh, pretty much against the Anaheim Ducks 5-4. It ended up an overtime victory for the uh, Ducks. A heartbreaking loss for San Jose just because they had the lead in the third. Anaheim ties it. That controversial goal by Mason McTavish that tied it where they ruled it was not offside because the puck carrier did not have the, the puck on his stick as he crossed the blue line. So that by the time he got the puck on his stick inside the blue line, the other player was already you know t- up, tagging up at the line and considered onside. So that's why that was ruled a good goal uh, for the uh, Anaheim Ducks last night. But controversial. And then, of course, San Jose loses in overtime. So tough loss for San Jose to have to bounce back. I don't love the idea of betting an over with Linus Allmark playing the way he is, but I've been riding San Jose games over the total. And when I ride the team total, the team that's been just going over the total every game, I do not shy away from it. I I keep going with it. And I'm going to do that here with over six and a half, just because like I've been on all these San Jose overs lately. They've gone over an eight straight eight. No to the over uh, for the uh, San Jose sharks. Uh, I'm going to come right back to the well here with uh, over six and a half. Like I said, I don't. I wouldn't love it as much if Allmark's in net within great 1.86 goals against average and 9.39 save percentage. He's been spectacular. I might actually split this up with a, a split bet between that full game team, uh, full game over, and the uh, Boston Bruins team total over. I might put a little bit on that as well. The uh, Bruins uh, team total here in this game is over three and a half minus 145. Not a bad price, and we know San Jose has been given up goals and bunches, regardless of whether it's been Kapo Kakinen, who was terrible again last night, bad mistake with the puck, playing the puck, he got caught out of his net. Uh, and then, of course, James Reimer hasn't been all that much better either uh, in net for the uh, San Jose Sharks. So I'll probably do a split bet. Bruins team total uh, over three and a half and that full game over six and a half. Because I could see also 4-1, 5-1 Boston. And San Jose just gets shut down by Allmark, which is possible. That way, if I bet team total over and full game over, I'll split. I won't lose everything. Uh, what do you think here, uh, Kevin? Boston and San Jose. Yeah, my first thought on the on the props with the being out was was Taylor Hall is going to kind of get some more usage here. Um, the last game he didn't really didn't really play much power play. He's listed on the top top power play, but uh, didn't. Didn't really get out there. He's been under 15 minutes a night, um, and it it seems they've they've reunited that the top line of, of Bergeron, Pasternak, and Marchant. Um, so that kind of keeps even if Paul is playing that top power play, that kind of keeps him down in that second line. And I feel like he's not getting the high end talent with him on on even strength now when they work kind of uh, evenly evenly mixed up on those top two lines. Uh, so that's that's going to keep me away from Taylor Hall just in general to kind of see how that shakes out the next next couple games. Uh, but with that top line being back together, I, I like Bergeron just for a point. You got to lay some juice. It's minus 160. Uh, but the way San Jose is giving up goals here, I think that's kind of a, a kind of an easy one to, to jump on if you're looking for an easy one. Um, the one that I'm kind of I kind of have a feel for here. Is a bit of a bold take. Uh, Eric Carlson is on a 14-game heater. Okay, he's for him to not score a point today. I mean, if the team's going to shut him down, you got to think think Boston would be a good team to do it. 
It's plus one. And maybe the best the trophy front runner, Linus yep. Allmark, yep. he gets the start. Yep. So it's, yep. it's plus 145, so you're almost getting one and a half back. Um, he routine, routinely is playing about 25 minutes a night, if not higher. Uh, they're on a back-to-back. Last night, they actually dropped him back to 20 minutes a night. So I'm curious. He, he squeaked out an assist last night. Um, and I'm thinking of these back-to-back. They might just use him another 20 minutes a night again tonight and it kind of pulled back his usage on these back-to-backs um so based on that playing in boston you know shutdown team his usage is down i think with with how how juicy that uh that line is i think this could be with how good he's been this season uh it's a bit of a bold take to, to jump on that one but i think if there's a spot where uh this this 14 game here is going to stop it, it could be on the, on this game here all right i like it wow Eric Carlson, who has just had a remarkable, you know, bounce back year. He's been healthy. He's found his offensive game at a high level. I mean, 13 goals, but more importantly, 41 assists and more importantly, 54 points for the uh, for the San Jose Sharks. And he is on, as Kevin alluded to, this incredible what 14 game point streak. Kevin is saying it ends tonight. How about that for a uh, and, and he likes it. The no point prop here for uh, Eric Carlson tonight in this game against the I'm going to I'm going to because you're so bold on this and you're saying this is where it ends for a guy that's had a 14 game point streak I'm going to tail that bet I'm going to put some money right. my money I believe in you I, I, like, I believe I like in juice. you Yeah I think the juice is worth the squeeze on on this one Yep yeah you don't want to fuck up your ice guys debut I believe no, in that No no yeah so there you go this is like it's not his audition he's coming back folks uh but still he wants to perform at a high level in his very first appearance with the with his new team here uh if you will the ice guys although i think there's someone in the chat that says you maybe might be should, should maybe consider putting the skates back on someone had a great chat uh, there it is grinch they need mr beach on the sharks uh, there you go beach with two e's by the way i just want to point that out and he's not related to kyle beach because his name is b-e-a-c-h we're talking about Kevin B-E-E-C-H, so there is uh, a difference there. So just want to clarify that before everyone gets uh, uh, confused there. Uh, but yeah, well, I like the support, it. support, though, get me back out there. But, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I think San Jose's, you know, uh, close to calling you because, I mean, it's been with Reimer and Kockinen. I mean, it's been rough. And look, the defense hasn't helped them out either. They've had a rough go of it on the blue line with the play in front of the goalies, too. But definitely the goalies have had a tough season here uh, in uh, San Jose. Uh, great stuff. Hell of a first show for our guy, Kevin Beach. He'll be on with us a bunch of times throughout the rest of the uh, season, whenever he can make it. He'll be on a lot on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. I think that's what you told me, right? Those are the three days that you're available the most. So we'll try to get you on Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays as much as we possibly can uh, moving forward. Awesome. Thanks, Ian. Yeah, we're looking at uh, probably weekend slots, those, uh, those big slate of games. Yeah, exactly. And this was a huge slate of games. Now get ready. The pressure's on, Kevin. Great job first appearance on the show but your first best bet coming up uh, to wrap up the show uh start thinking of one uh see what you got and we will uh come back with best bets and by the way patreon.com slash ice guys sign up just ten dollars a month uh daily uh betting card posted there for the show goalie charts totals charts power ratings and more patreon.com slash ice guys just ten dollars a month we will be back with best bets uh, to wrap up the show right after we hear from our great sponsors manscaped 
Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ice guys that's promo code ice guys all one word i-c-e-g-u-y-s at manscaped.com if my math is correct that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com using the promo code ice guys you get the performance package 4.0 it is a game changer the lawnmower 4.0 it takes care of this among other things Uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be uh, the lawnmower 4.0 waterproof same thing with the weed whacker which takes care of your ear hair nose hair i mean nose hair in particular you know i'm getting up there in age and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue this will take care of it it feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes it pisses the hell out of me it bothers me i need to take care of that shit this will take care of it for you the weed whacker uh, make uh, part of the package that you get with your Manscaped purchase and the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. You also get the ball toner. You also get the ball deodorant, keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about, and Manscaped.com can help you out with that. So make sure you take advantage of this. Manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use the promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we are back here on the Ice Guys Show, and it is time for Best Bets to wrap it up. Uh, Kevin, your first ever Ice Guys Show Best Bet. Make it count. Can I go uh, Rangers over 2.5 since they're already up one nothing in the first? That count? Or, <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, nice try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to go with uh, Robert Thomas over 1.5 shots. Uh, I think that plus money as well. I'm seeing plus, plus 110. Uh, with O'Reilly out, he's 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 playing a ton, and uh, I, I look for him to hit that again. All right, good stuff. Uh, Robert Thomas over one and a half shots on goal, player prop, best bet uh, for Kevin Beach here on the show, and I'm sure a lot of his best bets are going to be uh, props uh, moving forward. He's a big uh, player prop better when it comes to NHL. He's also got the personality of one John Massey, who's one of our great viewers and listeners of the show. Very dry wit, you know, humor. Uh, kind of thing going with Kevin. So John Massey would appreciate that. Uh, I see him in the chat right now as well. Good to see John. All right, best bets here to wrap uh, for me. Uh, Edmonton, I'm going with the Oilers here. I think this is a great situation. They're primed for this game. Facing Colorado, swept their ass in the Western Conference Final last year. Redemption for Edmonton. They catch Colorado at their most vulnerable, not playing good hockey. You're blowing 2 nothing leads in one period to the Vancouver Canucks. You got problems. And Colorado has problems right now. Uh, Edmonton minus 125 against Colorado. 
that is going to be my best bet here for this Saturday uh, NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. Great debut from Kevin Beach. We'll have him on a bunch of more times. Thanks to him for joining us. For Kevin Beach, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday. Alex B. Smith back in the house tomorrow for the Sunday edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. (laughs) 